Welcome to the XY Advisor podcast, where it's our goal to help you become the best financial advisor possible and drive the positive evolution of financial advice. from the XY team here. Now, if you missed last week's episode, let me quickly get you up to speed. Ben from XY is taking over as we bring you a brand new series looking at the three Ps, plan, produce, profit, which we believe are the key elements that make a great financial advice offering and business. In today's episode, Ben sits down to chat with Andrew DeBono, director, advisor, and total legend of Peak Wealth Management, to find out what went into the planning phase of his business, which kicked off in November 2018. This episode might be short and sweet, but it is full of plenty of financial planning gold. As you scale your advice business, are you frustrated with the amount of compliance, paperwork, and staffing issues? Virtual Business Partners specializes in helping financial services firms in four areas, admin, power planning, bookkeeping, and marketing. Virtual Business Partners work with you to get your business offshore ready. This includes identifying what tasks need to be done locally and what functions can be managed offshore. Advisors find they can reduce back office costs by between 50 and 75% and significantly improve their task turnaround times. For more information, go to virtualbusinesspartners.com.au. Andrew DeBono, uh, rising star, superstar, uh, <laughs> mate, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, we're talking about this uh, plan, plan proof, produce profit uh, series, talking all about planning your business and uh, super keen to chat because of the fact that because of how fresh your business is, mm-hmm. I see you out there getting out and about kicking some, kicking some goals, which is awesome to see, but uh, I, 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 I wanted to grab you in at this early stage to see... Yeah, what the lessons and uh, you know how things are how things are going. So, mate, welcome. Thank you, mate. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Great. So, look before we before we jump into the the questions, I've got a few a few quick ones for you. So, uh, time. When did this is a bit funny, but time. When did you start? Yeah. So I started uh, November back in it was I think November thirteenth last year, twenty eighteen. Right. So not the best timing when you think about it in the lead up to Christmas, but um, had to be done and, yeah, didn't want to make any excuses, really. Perfect. So we're eight months-ish in. Yeah. Uh, it's, what's your team look like? Uh, just, just me, myself, and I. Sol- solo. Good. <laughs> yeah. Completely yeah. solo. Yeah. Did exactly the same thing myself for, yeah. uh, for the first year, apart from a VA that I neglected for a little while until she quit. Uh, <laughs> so you probably left for that. Uh, what? How long have you um, have you been have you been in the industry for though? Yeah, so I started in it was twenty fourteen, so second of October twenty fourteen. There you go. Okay. Good memory. Remember those dates. <laughs> Very nice. Cool. So coming up fifth year. So. Yeah, fifth year. Right. Yeah. Um, and previously announcer. Yeah, announcer. just announcer. Yeah, so it was announcer. Then they um, they did merge with uh, In Focus, but. Um, the branding was still announced when I left, so I think it's just changed earlier this year. Perfect, yeah. And uh, how much time at the moment are you spending working in and on your business? <laughs> um, do you want a percentage value of my day? or <laughs> yeah, no, on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, I'd probably, I reckon I'd be doing about, on average, 11-hour days. 
Okay. So five hours. Five days. Yeah, five days, and then sometimes throw in a Saturday, probably every second week. I'm I'm doing a Saturday at the client meetings. Okay. Cool. And uh, can I ask you revenue? Yeah, go for it. Um, so I finished up last year sixty thousand bucks. So the first sort of six months. Okay. Um, this year I'm pushing forward. So I think I've got. I worked it out actually back in the last year. Part of my planning was um, I've got about seventy thousand bucks of business to fall this like this side of the year. Yeah. Um, and then I've got ongoing revenue built up around eighty thousand. Wow, that's cool. It's pretty good. Eight yeah. months in, mate. That's yeah. Well so done. it's it's okay. gone. Yeah, it's gone pretty quickly. That's great. We were just had, having chat just before, and uh, yeah, talking about that, you're saying it was easier than easier than you thought. It yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought it would be a little bit more difficult. Um, I guess it was just good that you know, announcer built a, a great um, great business, which allowed people to succeed and, and you know, build clients um, organically and naturally. And I think I've learned very well from that. And um, once you go out on your own and you've got no salary um, spotting, yeah, you just go a bit harder, I guess. Some pretty serious motivation yeah. uh, behind the, yeah. you know, making it happen, get, get a few pennies yeah. in, the, in the bank. So, That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. And I think also what I said was that, you know, before when you're very early on, you've just got these new clients, everyone's new, and, you know, there's, there's no ongoing or let, much yeah. less ongoing stuff until you really build up yeah. that and then inquiries come through and then the questions and the reviews and the bits and pieces. So it's that bit of uh, I found at the start. Like, oh yeah, this is the yeah. And then it gets to about eighteen months, and you go, holy crap! Like yeah. more and more and more. So yeah, I'm um, waiting for the reviews part. To, I'm starting to plan for that at the moment. Yeah, making sure I've got a good process in line for that, and um, yeah, just trying to be on the forefront of it. Really. Yeah, very important. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. And uh, what's your what is your client? What is your ideal client look like? Do you have a specific niche that you work with? Um, I've gone down. So um, there's no like specific reason for it, um, but I did target um, marketing and advertising professionals. So I, I did um, I did a HBDI test to understand how my brain thinks. I'm pretty analytical um, and numbers focused. Yeah, and I, I looked at myself and my relationship with my partner Sarah, and she's very creative and on the red side. She's a school teacher, like an arts yeah. and English teacher. So we're complete, like we're polar opposite in terms of the way we're thinking, but we work yeah. very well in terms of you know, as a team um, combined, and, and also um, yeah, like emotionally and the way we communicate as well. And I thought, all right, let's try and target people in that you know creative space or um, yeah, creative. Yeah, creative and emotional sort of space, and, and I thought marketing, marketing and advertising would tick that box and, and branding, yeah. and also so far it's worked really well. But but also the fact that those people are all located in the CBD, like all those yeah, employers are in the CBD, so it's easy for me to meet. So I don't waste heaps of time sitting in Sydney traffic. Um, they don't have to go on massive commutes. So perfect. Yeah, it's and, well. And did the did the fancy suits come after the niche, or did you have the fancy suits ready? That's just a nice natural. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did actually loosen it up a little bit, to be honest. I used to uh, previously at the answer, I used to always have a tie, um, always you know well manicured suit. Now I've sort of I, I just change it depending on on who I'm going to see that day. Like it's yeah I, yeah, I don't have a no formula to that at all, to be honest. Yeah, I know that when uh, when Ray came into the business, he was performing from a very traditional uh, company where it was a lot of you know you wear the suits every yeah. day. And that's how it works. Yeah. But 
Uh, I threw that out a long time ago. And yeah. I, think, uh, I think clients like that, you being a bit more just genuine, like yeah. not maybe genius is the wrong word, but a bit more you, you're not trying to put on any pretenses yeah. Uh, yeah. and you just, you let your work stand for itself. Yeah. And, it's you know, very important, I think, especially when you're a one-man show, you can't go trying to you know, fake it people. really. Yeah, well, there's no that's point it. trying to fake it. Yeah. You can't hide behind much. Yeah. I know when I started wearing T-shirts to the office and then I'd occasionally have a client that would come in and, it, like it would be like a, someone making say half a million bucks yeah. or someone with like a whole bunch of assets behind them or something like that. And I think at the start I think, oh, should I should I put on a shirt? And then I was like, no, nah, I shouldn't because mm-hmm. like why like why should I change for that? It's just yeah. that's that's how it is. And yeah. you know, if you connect with what we do, then yeah. then great. Let's uh, let's let's do some stuff together. Uh, if not, then that's that's okay. Yeah, exactly right. It's all at the end of the day. It's all really. What's in your What's in your mind and what's in your heart, and, and so you can make that work. And there's no no real uh, difference whether you're wearing a suit, t-shirt, or a singlet. Surprised you didn't wear that part. Oh, mate, I've got track pants. I've got some runners on here. Um, shorts in summer. It's a bit It's a bit chilly for the shorts. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. And so, what areas are you are you advising people on? What does a standard sort of client get? Yeah. So, pretty much everything besides self-made suit plans. Right. Yeah. So mortgages. I uh, know. Oh, I don't do mortgages. Okay. So I do. Well, yeah. All the cleaning stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, insurance, super uh, investments, um, uh, margin lending. Uh, what else? Estate planning, um, retirees. Like, yeah, it's pretty much all that. I don't have too much retiree work though. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, but pretty much everything besides separate suit funds stayed away from separate suit fund space. Fair enough. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a it's, a it's a complicated space, and I find that with that sort of stuff, it's it's hard. When I was just chatting to someone before, yeah. and uh, your when you build when you want to build your um, your model, like your back end at the moment, you so you can sort of patch it together. Yeah. When you start building a team, yeah. then uh, yeah, you're, you're looking going. Well, how do I how do I allow my team to work efficiently as well? And the more different sort of processes and the, yeah. the things that you need to do the more difficult it becomes to to do that so yeah. i think you gotta stick to stick to your lane yeah exactly right and i think um i don't know the belief side of it for me as well like i'm not a big fan of them and mm. don't really like um you know i've just seen so many it's like so many super funds which are done poorly yeah and they've had a detrimental impact on clients. yeah yeah i think there's a bit of that out there there's there's, there's, there's a bit of, there's a fair few shocks in the in the property space yeah. as well, like a flog of self-managed yeah. fund, flog of property, uh, not so good. But also, I, for me, I don't know, my view is like if you're for younger people, then they've already, they're trying to buy a property. They want yeah. to buy their home or yeah, they exactly. buy an property. Uh, for older people, they've probably already got a bunch of property. Yeah. So it's like that for me, I don't think unless you're unless you've got a massive share portfolio and the frank dividends yeah. in self ownership fund, yeah. that can be quite good. Yeah, but so other than that, or property, I don't see any reason for it. It gets so much cheaper with so much less work uh, <laughs> from, <laughs> from a wrap or from a you know from a bunch of the industry funds yeah. coming out. A lot of good stuff these days as well. So, exactly. um, cool, man. So t- tell us a bit about your the back your back. Ground and then what led you to what led you to launch your business and you your story to get to here? Yeah, so so background. I was sort of um, I was pretty fortunate because I was um, when I started the I was twenty one, 
and I got into the space of advising uh, pretty much straight away from finishing uni. So I did do, I think it was like, oh, it's probably about three or four months full-time uni, full-time work, um, but then finished that and then graduated um, and then got licensed pretty much straight away. So, yeah, I was 20, I think I just turned 22 when I first wow. got licensed and I, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a sink or sink or swim sort of mentality and it was like here you go have a crack we've given you the opportunity and go for it yeah um so i started off then uh, 22 started advising pretty much straight away and started building that client base from scratch um so we weren't given like there's no book or anything like that that i had it was all organic right um and i built it up um by the time i'd left there was 89 clients so i built a book of 89 right. clients about four years which is yeah. good um and then, yeah, a few, few things sort of started to change. And then, um, you know, well, I'd spoken to the guys there, announcer, and, and um, there's a little bit of an opportunity for me to go out of my own state license with me focus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought about that and I thought, all right, I've done it once before, so I think I can do it again. So, yeah, yeah just, just stepped out of my comfort zone and, and gave it a crap, really. Right. I sort of want to be the master of your own destiny at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's uh, having flexibility in, in what you do and, and wanting, if you want to do things differently, then being able to to do that as well, I yeah, think it's, yeah, it's good to to have that, that element of, of control. So you're licensed with Infocus now, yeah, okay, yeah. great. Sounds like a, a good group from yeah, they're very good, yeah, very well. stringent and compliance stuff. It's um, frustrating at times, but you have to. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely respect them and, and um, very appreciative. Yeah, you very appreciative. Yeah, exactly right. It's yeah, good. it's good. So tell me, what was the uh, what? How did you approach sort of planning around your business and, and creating what your service proposition would ultimately be? Yeah, um, I guess I kind of I used a lot of the things that I'd learned previously because um, I did genuinely believe a lot of those things were were good and the best thing for the client. Um, I did I really did focus on trying to help time poor people. Um, and sort of trying to create a, an environment or a or a process which would assist those sort of people and make it nice and efficient and easy for them. Yeah. Um, so you know, a couple of things there is when I sort of built the business, I wanted to focus on um, the foundations, making sure that people's foundations are in order. Um, and it's it's pretty crazy to be honest. Um, even with all the the you know the news articles. Barefoot investor, the posts, and all that sort of stuff. There's, there's still so many people with multiple super accounts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just little things like that. You're consolidating that, getting some you know, proper insurance in place, estate planning, and then getting a bit of a cash flow sort of strategy. Yeah. Um, and then from then, you know, focus on the ongoing service with you know, being proactive and, and trying to help them, you know, achieve their goals. So very, very goal driven, really. Okay. Yeah. And and what it, what's um. What's changed since since you started? And I know I I suppose it's only a really short short or yeah. not you know too yeah. long in the grand scheme of things. But what's what have you changed since November? Yeah, good. Um, so since I first started, I was one of the. There's a couple of things, and, and these were part of the reasons for me going out on my own as well. It was um, around the investment strategies and with that and discussing it with clients. Um, I was a pretty big believer of the model portfolios uh, previously. Okay. And it was something that we used to, you know, it was something that we discussed with clients quite a lot and we were very proud of it. Yeah. Um, I think now and as I evolved and, and actually learned more in the advice um, yeah, profession, I, I find that 
advisors building model portfolios and working all that you know all that hard for them um, don't add a significant amount of value investment to baby. yeah that. so uh, that was one thing so the, the investment philosophy um, has changed since I initially begun um, that was something I was I was always thinking about it but it was something that I didn't really want to I just didn't see any value for the client at all so I thought you know that's yeah, let's, let's adjust that and make that what, what I believe is appropriate. And what does that look like now? So I do multi-manager. Um, I do mainly index sort yep. of investments. So um, Vanguard's a pretty common one. Um, and then I sometimes have a discussion around um, clients' um, perception and, and, and um, risk appetite, volatility risk appetite. So yep. I'll look at blending some like dynamic asset allocation for the funds in there, but still pretty low cost, really. Right. Yeah, I find it's it's one of those things that like, when I first started my – well, actually, when I started in the previous business that, that I was working in, that they, it was a mortgage broking and, uh, and a, a, a lawyer yeah. that they brought me in to build a financial advice offering. And, yeah. Uh, I so and I've never done investments because it came from Dixon Advisory yeah, right, where right. they separated yeah. out the – Investment advice, which yeah. is they're in a bit of hot water for yeah. it uh, from the financial advice where I was, just yeah. that one on the record. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, so I, I'd never done investment advice before, right? So they, so I was, I started doing some research and I was talking to a bunch of guys, um, Jeff Correct from, they were yeah, the last time, yeah. the time, the Everlasco guys, yeah. champions, shout out Jeff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And was asking them about what they did in their business, asking a bunch of other people as well. And like I do with a lot of things, I sort of figure out what I think works for me yeah. uh, with, the, with my clients and my service and the way that I want to go about things, but then mer- merge it together. And uh, I started building out these portfolios and I got my spreadsheet and I'm yeah. looking at the reports <laughs> and I'm looking at the returns and I'm looking and I'm going, holy crap, I'm like, these, these clients are going to do pretty good, yeah. you know. And the reality is they actually did do quite well. The portfolios themselves performed quite well, but I had the ones at different levels. So there's like an up to $50,000 portfolio, the up to $100,000, portfolio. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, yeah, like the over time when it got up to, I was getting like half a million, a million dollar clients. And then when it came over to review the portfolios once a quarter, Oh my god! It took so much time, and it was like, yeah. yeah. Well, the, yeah, a little bit of that, but more just doing the research on the funds themselves and making sure that it was the right mix, that it was that they were, everything was performing, that the managers yeah. weren't changing, that the yeah. strategies weren't changing, all the things. And I just going, holy crap! Like, surely this is not the best use of my time. And I actually started getting really nervous because I was like, in addition to the time wasting, I was like, I'm going to be managing more and more and more. Money, like yeah. I'm managing millions of dollars yeah. of people's money, which yeah. I'm going, holy shit, like that's pretty, <laughs> pretty serious business. And uh, I just thought to myself, yeah, like this, there, there's got to be a better way. And I, for me, we're like almost 100% passive now. Yeah. And I find that that I know when I put someone in the Vanguard High Growth Index Fund, I know exactly what that fund is going to do. And yeah. you're never going to get that angry phone call if you yeah. do, that it's just like where the markets yeah. are. So I think that approach is good. And plus, it allows you to focus on the things that are important as an advisor we're going to have to focus on yeah, exactly. as a business only got even more yeah 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 <laughs> so uh so i think that yeah it's it's about where is the true value so i think yeah, that's so, a great one yeah i think it was um i think it was from um there was a morning star presentation where they brought out a wheel which um showed how advice added value to clients yeah and it was a fantastic thing and, and like 
the the building the portfolios was I think one thirteenth of the yeah. total wheel. So it's like, all right, why would you spend you know fifty percent of your time building yeah. portfolios when it's only adding value of yeah, or well, fifty percent of your time talking about it yeah as well yeah exactly right. So, and you build your you build your offer around that, and then you cop it when the, when there's a decline in, in market. Exactly so. right. Yeah. Cool. So the investments have changed. Any yeah. other any other substantial changes since um, November? Yeah, the fee the fee model. So I stepped away from the percentage based fee. I think Clayton had a great discussion about that. Um, I saw that video on LinkedIn the other day, and oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I stepped away from the the percentage based fee um, model and, and went to a complete fixed fees. Okay. Do you are you a commission on insurance? Yeah, I do do commission on okay. insurance. Yeah, still do that. And yeah, look, I think it's. It, I was just having this uh, this chat on another podcast with with James Millard, yeah. and, and we transitioned to that to fixed fee only, no percentage based fees. I yeah. think percentage is a is a you know almost within reason. It's a somewhat accurate way to to charge for the the fees at different levels. Like a fifty thousand yeah. dollar portfolio yeah. is not much work; you don't get paid much. Yeah. A five hundred thousand dollar portfolio, it is more work, but it's actually the more the more different levels that you get, I think it, it skews things out. And again, it's uh, I think it's that transparency is, mm. is, is very valuable. Yeah, for clients as well. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so as well. It's been um so far, it's been um, taken pretty well to be honest. Yeah, great. And so, do you have different sort of tiers, or is everyone custom in terms of the service that you give them and the fees that you charge? Yeah, no. So everyone's so I do have sort of three tiers. Um, they're all in, aligned with um. With my, my business name, like Peak Wealth Management, so I've got the the basic sort of package, which is um, uh, the summit. So they're just beginning, so just yeah. starting off. Then I've got um, on the climb to the second tier, and the third tier is um, at the peak. Okay. So it sort of breaks out. Yeah, it, it's the service package is different for each of those uh, sort of three levels. Yeah. Um, majority of my clients, however, have fallen in the middle, sort of on the climb, um, or wealth accumulators, really. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've attracted so far. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I think you sort of tend to attract people yeah. around your own age. Yeah, I well. agree. Yeah, um, I agree. The next, so, so, and how did how did you come up with those packages? What was the pro, what was the process that went behind it? Was <laughs> um, there a process? No, nah, not really. Not really. It was just I felt like I looked back at um, the client base I built up, and I felt like there were three you know people typically or three um, typical clients so there was you know people who were just starting out looking at trying to get into investments struggle with saving and cash flow then there was the people who had something behind them but just had great incomes but didn't know what to do with it and then there was the people who have done really really well um got a nice little asset base and they just need someone to help guide them through those difficult times you know the pensions and all that sort of stuff and and um and you're just setting things up for for the future really so it's a bit more and uh, not as not as hands-on yeah, makes sense. But um, yeah, so I just thought, all right, there's those sort of three people, and um, I'll build three packages around that. And do you, char- in terms of from a charging model side yeah. of things, do you charge? Is it a standard fee for the different ones, or is it custom depending on the person and work that's involved? Yeah, it, good question. It's um, it's pretty custom. So, and the reason why is you do get the odd person who's got. Five or six super funds that you need to reach. Yeah. So I have to sort of build it. Yeah, I have to build it for each person individually. But majority of people fall in similar categories. Yeah. Um, there is just the the one off person where you got to you know, charge a little extra because it's a little bit more yeah. extra work. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And so thinking back on the last you know eight and a bit months, yeah. What's um what's one thing that 
that didn't work that you were almost sure would? <laughs> um, one thing that didn't work that I was certain would. I'd say I had a I had a very good friend of mine, and um, he's got a fantastic mortgage broker business. Um, he completely specialises in working with lawyers. Okay. Um, so just yeah, very niche barristers, lawyers. Um, very he's a very good friend of mine, and um, and we caught up um, you know, prior to me beginning the business, and he said, "Mate, I want an advisor to refer my clients to. I trust you." Um, vice versa, and he goes, if you can do a great job and then you can refer me people. Um, yeah, so we got into a little bit of a relationship. We were sharing an office together as well. Um, yeah. And I think I saw some videos. Yeah, you would have seen some videos, videos there. Yeah, that was his, um, his, uh, one of his, his business partner. And um, I just don't get along with lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work. Like yeah. it was, um, we, we were, you know, we were certain it was going to work and it just, yeah. Right. A couple that came on, but yeah. um, we looked at the data. So I think I got it was thirty three referrals from him. Yeah, um, thirty one of those were lawyers, and I only managed to get two of them on board. Oh wow! The other two, um, so the two to make thirty three, they were um, one was in telecommunication sales, and the other one was an emergency doctor, and his wife was a, um, a marketing manager. Okay, um, I signed both of those two up. Right. Okay. Interesting. So it just didn't work. Yeah. I think it's like that thing you mentioned with your partner and yeah. the different dynamics that, uh, yeah, some people, if it's too much the same, you just don't, don't click. Yeah. I, know, I know that for us that we do a lot of work with sales, yeah. uh, uh, creatives, yeah. um, a bit of marketing, advertising, communication yeah, yeah. as well, like a lovely PR with our PR ladies. We've got a ton of them. They all yeah. said, well, I think every single one of our clients is PR is women. Um, yeah. But yeah, you don't. It's it's people. Yeah, that you have to have that affinity there. Like there's a there's a yeah. level of that and, and the match. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I just didn't get along with them. Yeah, it was. I was certainly going to work anyway. So what did you, you just <laughs> decided to? Oh, uh, we just yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly right. So we just um, uh, we we didn't. It was it wasn't like we just completely split. But it's just like, all right, guys, with well, yeah, it's not working. Not working. Um, and I think we just need to be a bit more selective on whether people, um, mm. on people you should refer to me and vice versa. So yeah. so far, it's gone. Yeah, cool. And what's uh, what's something that did work that you didn't think would? Yeah, the um, the biggest thing would be then. I was getting great leads, and it started off like straight away. I think the first week, ten leads, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> um, none of them converted, and I went, shit, I need to find plan B. Um, so I started thinking about, um, other ways I could build business and and LinkedIn was something that I have used in the past. Um, so I just got, you know, pretty active on LinkedIn, um, doing some videos, um, connecting with people. So I was being pretty forward. I think you do that quite a bit as well. Um, and yeah, trying to book in meetings and speak to people, go for coffees and that worked really well. Yeah, right. That worked really well. It was, um, great reception and, and you invested a fair bit of time in it, but I think, the time you invest in it is so worth it. Yeah, I think it's it. For me, I found that, uh, and I know that it's, it's not that it, it, that other people have had success on platforms like Facebook and Instagram. I know, yeah. like James, who I was, I was yeah. talking to just before, 
he has done a lot on Facebook and yeah. got a lot of traction through that way. Yeah. For me, I've, I've really struggled with those with those Same, platforms. Yeah. Instagram, uh, yeah. Although Instagram, we got a, a lot of action at the start, although it's, it's sort of come off now that they've changed all their, how they do things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I found that LinkedIn is great. Everyone's there. It's a lot of professionals. It's yeah. the sort of people. Yeah, exactly. Right. You can tell. You can find your target client or your perfect client so so easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sales and ad is, uh, yeah, is it's great. Awesome. Yeah, like it's the good. targeting that's on there is, is pretty uh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, so. very good. Great. Uh, cool. And so what um, if you if you could go back to November, what would you what would you have done differently? Um, try to, to get a different um, referral network. <laughs> nah. um, what would I have done differently? I would have... I don't think there's too much different I would do. Like, Lucky you got plenty of time to, <laughs> to, to figure out some stuff. Um, no, like I think... I think I executed it pretty well. Like I never... I, I really... Um, I was pretty concerned around the cost side of things, so I didn't want to put myself into a big hole. Um, to get going, you know, building websites and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's probably a, there's a couple of things where I would like to fix up, which I need to fix up, and that's probably with the SEO and making sure you know you come up on Google pretty quickly and you're not like three pages behind and yeah, um, just fixing up the website and, and fixing up a bit more about that the company branding. I think um, I think I've done fantastic on my personal branding, yeah. but not so much the company branding, which you kind of want parent, you know, you want them to be working together well yes that's probably one thing that the marketing and the branding side of things i've done that i've just tried to do that in a, a low-cost manner yeah um i think it's easier for your personal brand right like is, when you yeah. when you do that it's just you getting yourself out there exactly. social media is great tool for that yeah. people people invest uh they, they people are more attracted to an individual than a company because you've got to build this whole brand identity that's yeah. behind it so it's definitely you know much more challenging i know something that we found that we uh, people know really me, but the, the business it's still it's that you know strength behind. So yeah, yeah certainly. You've yeah, got to uh, yeah, you got to try and sort of find that balance. Yeah, and I think that's important as well if you want to um you know attract uh, people to work with you as well. Not 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 clients, but um, if you want to build you know employees and all that sort of stuff, I think you yeah. want to think about that and have a good brand because otherwise it looks like it's just you and that employee is not going to feel special. Yeah, um, for sure. I didn't agree with that completely. Yeah. I know that you're, you're still like flying solo, but from, and we were chatting just before about we've, we've grown like our team yeah. by a third of, you know, more than double in the last six months. Uh, but, uh, but both, like both of the, we've got Luana and Chloe who joined, joined us from uh, like client success, yeah. by, like yeah. future, future advisors, yeah. but Still, is still just helping out behind the scene. Well, behind and in front of the scene, but uh, that that sort of a CSO type yeah. type role. Well, yeah. And for both of those guys, they were they wanted to work in a business that they they what they could see that there was some tangible stuff behind it, and that they 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 had seen some of the stuff we put out there, and then they wanted to, especially I think with the Royal Commission and you know all of these changes, and you see that the the businesses where the business models are holding on to the past. They're really focused on shit. How do we? Um, how are we going to protect these revenue streams, or how are we going to yeah. replace the revenue streams yeah. that are there, or that, how are we going to get up with our clients, <laughs> and how are we going to make sure that we're, you know, not doing any of the things that you're not supposed to do, or that they're now telling you that yeah. you're not supposed to do. 
And it really, it distracts all of the focus and attention from how do we create an awesome client experience? How do we make sure that we're, we're growing well? How do we building our brand and authority and marketplace? Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I was blown away when uh, Chloe, who was the, the most recent sort of team member that, that's joined with us, that, that uh, she was like, oh, yeah, I knew. And I put, and also from a recruiting perspective, that I put the thing out on LinkedIn. I used Seek. We tried to recruit yeah. ourselves with the user recruiters. didn't have a great experience. Yeah. And that was how we got the person. I had like 85 applications from C. Yeah. But one application from LinkedIn, and it was the person we hired yeah. in the end. So I think that there's definitely that benefits of the brand uh, yeah. on top of the... Did you advertise that through your personal um, LinkedIn or your company yeah. LinkedIn? Perfect. Yeah, I didn't advertise it. I just shared it. I put it on Seek and I just shared it. Just shared it out, and I asked the other guys to share it around as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it yeah. worked. So yeah, no issues. I think um, I think LinkedIn is not the best um, of the best platform to be trying to build a uh, business brand. Yes, I think LinkedIn is your personal self. Yeah, um, but I think maybe the Facebook and the, the Instagram might be more appropriate for the actual right. brand. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I've done a little bit of stuff with. With the pivot company page, but I know that I get, I'll get, you know, probably maybe twenty percent of the yeah. like the views on videos or the, the engagement than what I do from a personal perspective. I think yeah. it's just their, their algorithm. Probably yeah. just want to face advertising. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what. So what? Um, what is one? What would be your one top tip for someone that was that was about to go out on their own, about to plan a, a, an offering, or yeah. trying to plan? And an employee advisor trying to plan their offering within a business uh, or a, a, with a, a bigger business that way, or someone trying to reshape their their offer. What would what would your top tip be? Um, I think personally, and, and probably one of the the things I'm proud of, but also I think is is helped me significantly is don't try and build a business. Like I think if you're going into the self-employed world in financial advice. Um, I think you should be confident enough that you can build that business organically. Yeah. And don't go out there spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on a client or anything like that. Um, I find, like, and the reason why I say that is I think if you did do that, then you're just going to be concerned and focused on trying to maintain mm. that revenue because yes. you've either borrowed money or tipped in a lot of money. Yeah. Um, which means you're not going to, you're probably not going to have a positive um, experience when building the business. Um, so I think if you if you're going to do it, make sure you're confident enough to be able to do it organically. Um, and if you're confident enough to do it organically, give that a crack, um, and and it'll work out. It'll work out. So I think that's probably yeah, I think that's the biggest the biggest tip I would give. Yeah, I think you get the most satisfaction out of doing it all organically as opposed to you know, relying on some recurring revenue that you bought yeah. from someone else. I agree completely. I think, you know, I started Pivot from scratch and yeah. I've spoken to other people that have bought books yeah. and they, they what, you know, you are in my view from speaking to them, that you end up, you're stuck with that model and then people have engaged under, they haven't engaged with you and you're not no, super, exactly you're right. nice, yeah. uh, you're advertising, you know. Uh, that yeah, that then you have to try and bend someone to your model, which is very difficult. I learned this when I was in the last company that I was at, where we started with a very basic model, and then I built all this stuff that I thought was cool, sort of the start of what we what what I the yeah. sort of advice right today, and 
then I tried to change it. I was like, oh, I've got this great thing. And people were like, oh, no, but I just want this other thing that I've already, yeah. that I've already got. So uh, I think it's a sort of the same thing to a degree with the, with the client. Plus, you also don't have the freedom that you've got now where you can go out and build a relationship, build your brand, do the thing, build yeah, your processes. You're too busy. You hit the ground running. Going, oh crap! I've got to, I've got to, like, got to pay the rent on this book, and, and you, know, you do all, all the stuff. Yeah, like it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's a tricky one. So great. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. And also that I think for me that you, you, you know, you say do you, do you bring on eighty thousand bucks of revenue. You're paying, you know, two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. It's when yeah. you can just go hustle for. You know, and you work hard for it, but yeah. uh, you've got people that are in your model. And- yeah, but it's probably the same amount of work as if um, as if you bought a book and had to maintain that book. So it's kind of yeah, you're getting what you want. It might take a little bit longer, but you're getting what you want yeah. in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool, man. Well, uh, love love those tips. I think uh, plenty of gold there. Tell me a couple of quick ones for you before we wrap up. Yeah. What's your biggest biggest uh, stuff up? Oops, moment uh, <laughs> or mistake. Um, oh, the first one was taking on a few clients. Um, I had one power, so I outsourced my power planning and I had a power planner who didn't have enough capacity to take on, you know, I had five clients come on board at once, didn't have enough capacity to um, complete those SOAs in a timely manner. Right. So that was probably my biggest mistake. So then I went, all right, I need to find another power planner to make sure this doesn't happen again. So I handy over overload, palm yeah. it off to them. Make sure you got the Yeah. So I, that was the biggest thing. I thought I did. I, I thought about keeping the cost low. So I had a power planner that yeah. um, was pretty cheap and he was you know, pretty nimble. But there were some times where he would take a little bit, bit a little bit too long. Yeah. And went, all right, I need to find. Uh, I need to work out. I need to find uh, someone well, else just in case. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's the best? What's the best piece of advice you've got? Best people. You don't have to say if it was from Roxy or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, nah, look, I was um, I was thinking his business partner more so um, Ray, and I think that was just back yourself. Like, I think if you if you've got to you know just just get out there and give it a crack. Um, I think. It's all about your personality and how you work with people. Um, if you're good at that, then it's not that hard to start up your own business. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of little things here where you, you're learning, like, shit, I've got to pay fast this quarter, really? <laughs> so you get those little shots here and there. But, it's, um, but yeah, like I think if, you, if you're going to – if you're good at relationships, because we are in a relationship game, if you're good yeah. at relationships, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be starting your own business. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like a lot of advisors out there that I've met, um, that probably could, well, they definitely could start their own business and they just haven't done it because they're scared and whatnot. Worrying. Yeah. yeah. Or don't want to do the work. Yeah. So uh, it's been interesting. I mean, asking everyone how many hours they work uh, on this thing. And, um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, there's definitely a lot of, uh, I think it takes a unique person to go, yeah, yeah I'm going to enjoy it. Go, go, go for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, it's good. And so um, what's your, what's a top hack, hack for organising yourself i'm a bit old-fashioned eh? i've got my little red book here yeah. um and i literally write it down on the train so i live pretty far out of sydney so i'm about an hour train ride into sydney so i literally organize my day um every day on the train with my little red book yeah so i write it down and then just go through it when i get in the office and start ticking them off nice yeah so just i don't know, write it down oh, i write it down i know there's different processes and people do workflows and things like that but 
ironic that I just worked for me because it always just sticks in my head. Yeah. Good. And last question: what uh, What is your spirit animal? <laughs> uh, I reckon I'm an eagle. Eagle. Oh, yeah. look out! Yeah, majestic. I like yeah, it. I can see that. Yeah. Like, even I'm scared of heights. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. Well, Andrew, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, plenty of plenty of gold there. Uh, Plant Produce Profit Series, guys. Uh, check it out, mate. Thank you once again. Thank you.